You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Um, we got a busy show. Paul Cruz in studio at the top of the next hour. Former Calgary Flame. He's going to be one of the officials on the ice along with Brent Cron on our beer league game, which airs tomorrow night on Sportsnet 960 down at Winsport. Super excited. Uh, we're getting the two uh, captains of the team on the show tomorrow, which I'm sure will be electric radio. <laughs> hmm. Looking forward to that. Like I, I know one of them was like deciding whether or not he was going to come in studio. Like, excuse me. I think it was was the other guy was like, "Can I bring the whole team?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no, that's got no room in here. No, we have no room in there." <laughs> um, and with all the like, this is a good opportunity for you to come on the radio and be on the radio. Yeah, talk about your your team and you know what the game's going to look like. Whatever you want. Yeah, you can give them fifteen seconds for their hot flames take. Yeah, um, our uh, our boss is in town too this week, and uh, he was supposed to be here about an hour ago. Crickets. And I'm like, I was really, I was really jonesing for a coffee, <laughs> and I'm and I'm still waiting for. Sun's gonna be up soon. Alex, You're did you text for him? Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> is he on the way? Like at six ten, he said he'd be here in about an hour, so it should be any minute. Okay. Now. Yeah. All right. Five All right. minutes. There, five swear, minutes to seven. There 10. better be a. <laughs> A paper tray with cups in it when he's walking in. Better be bringing me an apple fritter, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have. Damn it. Well, I told him to bring donuts, okay. but not Timbits donuts. Don't. So nobody's putting their dirty hands in the box the whole time. You don't like sharing. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I, like listen, and other that's fair. I'm well aware that sharing is caring, mm-hmm. and I get that, but you know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Yeah. Like if somebody else put their hand in the box of donuts before me, Done. Over. 99. Hey. Yeah, shut it down. No donut for this guy. I uh, I sanitized my keyboard today, and I thought about you. Why? Why did I do that's, it? That's out of character for you. Because it looked disgusting. He never, he never sanitizes his keyboard oh at home. Oh, my goodness. Like, why? Because it, it looked, needed a cleaning? It looked vile. Okay. It, it was time. Um, big, big. Uh, so I mentioned Paul Cruz uh, in studio at 8 o'clock. Peter Labardius, Lou. Going to join us at 8.30. We're going to get Lou's take on Tom Brady because the guy loves sports. Mm-hmm. Like, he he also, he's all over the flames like a dirty shirt, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk to the flames. But he also loves sports, and we'll get his take on the Tom Brady retirement. But also, like, I want to start a segment with Lou because you hear him every afternoon on Logo's show, mm-hmm. and he's breaking down the flames. Yep. But I also want to get some life lessons mm-hmm. from Lou. Sure. Mm-hmm. Life insider. Like, when we have Lou and Eric Francis on, uh-huh. I really want to delve into other things with them, like... What's irking Eric, I think, <laughs> could potentially be a name of a segment. Because Eric Francis, the franchise, came on last time and was talking about air travel and some of the things that really annoy him while being on a plane because the guy does travel oh, a lot, yeah. going around North America, following the Calgary Flames around. I saw him recently, and, and boy, did he have something in his craw about the drop-off circles at schools. Oh, See, that's that, this so is what I need to hear from the franchise. It's exactly what I'm talking about. And I about. also need to hear life lessons from Lou. Because he's such a wise individual. Wise is a very good word. He's like a sage. Yeah, <laughs> he is like a sage. Um, right now, we're trying to grab a Tom Brady guest for 7.30. If we don't have one, mm-hmm. we're going to play an all-star pop quiz crafted by one Matt Rose. So I'm looking forward to that. You've never done one of my pop quizzes before. No. Pop quiz, hot shot. Uh, Patty Dumas that, has. That was from... I'm one and one in pop quizzes. You guys didn't get that reference. What'd that was say? from... 
pop quiz, Hotshot. What is that from? Speed. Mmm. The Nicolas Cage movie. Ah, the movie. bus that couldn't slow down. Nicolas Cage. Wait, what, which one am I thinking? Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. The bus movie where That's it can't right. go below 55. Oh. Speed. Oh. The bus that couldn't slow down. Yeah. The, the Nick Cage movie. Mm. I think you're thinking Gone, of in, gone in 60 gone, Seconds? Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> yeah, where they steal cars. Yeah. That's also a good movie. I was thinking of the GIF. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, no, but Speed is... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, My yeah. bad. No problem. Uh, pretty decent movie, actually, Speed. It was, it's definitely rewatchable late at it's night. It's one of those ones on. that you come on TV, it's like, yeah, yeah, throw it on. I can check it out. It is, it is still pretty Demolition good. Man is another one that you have Sandra yeah. Bullock... Uh, I do like Sandy Bullock yeah. in that one with Sylvester Stallone. And yeah, but did Wesley you... Snipes. Yes. yes. But did you see Speed Oh, he's been on Black. <laughs> Passenger 59. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful when you say Passenger 59. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be careful there for one second. Um, nice. <laughs> big news today, though. Uh, Thomas Edward Brady. Um, Is that his middle name? Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Thank uh, you. Anytime you, 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 you this, any Brady news comes up, they always post his resume. Like the resume right <laughs> like, out of like Michigan. Like you need to know. Like, I'm not going to be an NFL player, but here's what I've done. And yeah. I'm going to go work in the real world. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad, uh, that didn't work out. Um, no, I'm not taking the day off. The odds of George taking a day off tomorrow are pretty good, so there's room for another beer leaguer. No, that's not happening, but I could. Like, I would enjoy the day off tomorrow, get some sleep. Um, we got the poll question up right now. Uh, who's the goats of goats in North American team sports? Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan. And again, I, I love our listeners. Like, you're, you're the fabric of the radio station. You're the glue. But sometimes they don't listen. We said team sports. I got Michael Phelps. Yep. I got Tiger Woods. Yep. Like, I get that. Uh-huh. I'm talking North American team. I got Lionel Messi. North American team sports. That's what we're talking about here. Like, you can make a case for LeBron James. LeBron James. You can make a case LeBron. for LeBron James. Uh-huh. I get that. But the poll question up right now, Brady, Gretzky, Jordan, Matty Rose, which way did you, which way did you vote? I have to go with Tom Brady because he's the one that I watched the most. I watched him win these seven Super Bowls, the five MVPs in the Super Bowls, all of the different awards that he racked up year after year. Um, you know, those those years of watching the, the Patriots and really my formative years of enjoying the NFL, it was the Patriots and it was everybody else. And he was such a big part of that. And obviously we saw the the impact that he had and compared to Bill Belichick when he left and he was able to get it done in Tampa Bay too. I got to lean that way. But like I said earlier, I, I think these are all very, very distinguished gentlemen, like six titles for Michael Jordan. We all watched the documentary. So I got a pretty good idea what he's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, hockey's a sport up here. So you know what Wayne Gretzky's about one of his fair share of titles and was scoring at a preposterous rate that we haven't seen since he's played. They all belong in the conversation, but for me, I got to say Tom Brady just because I watched him. Which way did you vote, Patrick? Yeah, I voted for Brady as well. It's just, it's, I respect everything Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky did, but, you know, from a start, you knew these guys were going to be pretty dang good. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't the first overall pick, sure. which was hilarious, but Gretzky was billed from the start. You know, this guy's going to be something. Tom Brady was a... Not a full-time guy at Michigan until maybe his junior year, senior year. And then a sixth-round pick. Played through three passes in his first year. And then, like, thrown into a situation that, wow. You know, Drew Bledsoe's out. Your starter's hurt. And now here you go, Tom Brady. And they were like, yeah, I just think 
there was never anyone that instilled fear in me. You know, anytime you had to come up against this guy, you know, like, okay, this is going to be a, this is going to be a war with mm -hmm. Tom Brady and he's going to beat you most of the times. I never really had that thing with Gretzky. I was too young to watch Gretzky because I was nine, 10 when he retired. Right. And Jordan, I was getting around the same in 2003. He's hung it up for the third time. So I, I voted for Brady just because of what he's done. Right. Two different teams, most Super Bowl titles. Yeah, Brady for me. Uh, I'm old enough to remember watching uh, Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky um, in their primes. Like I, I as a child, I remember watching uh, Wayne Gretzky Game Seven in Toronto against the Maple Leafs mm -hmm. in one of the greatest games I've ever seen a hockey player play, where he scored the hat trick to send the Kings to the Stanley Cup Final, where they, all, of course, ultimately lost to the Habs in five games. But I'm trying to, I'm wrestling with this in my head right now about this argument. I'm trying to. I'm trying to reconcile the difference between longevity and impact on the sport. Mm -hmm. Because there's no question Tom Brady played at a higher level for his entire career mm -hmm. than both Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. I think we can all agree upon that. Yep. Right? But when you look at the impact on your sport. Now, Michael Jordan, obviously, uh, back in the day when um, David Stern was the commissioner of the NBA Larry Bird and Magic Johnson essentially saved the NBA. The Bird and Magic rivalry mm -hmm. put the NBA back on the on the front burner of North American professional sports, especially in the United States. And then when Michael Jordan came along, he took it to the next stratosphere. The Gatorade commercials, the Be Like Mike, the Just Do It, the Nike stuff, the Flying Through the Air, Air Jordan. Michael Jordan is he's the reason why M the NBA exploded globally. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is that guy. What I'm trying to think too, Wayne Gretzky's legacy is this. He brought hockey to the Sun Belt. Now, is that a good thing for the league? Like, is it good that Wayne Gretzky's responsible for teams in Anaheim, San Jose, Phoenix, Phoenix, Sunrise. Florida? Like, is that a good thing? Like, is that a good legacy Wayne Gretzky has? Because outside of that, what's his legacy? He's he's obviously the most prolific scorer mm -hmm. in the history of the league. His records will probably never be beaten. Never say never. Never thought that somebody would come close to his goal scoring. His record. points won't be broken. That's but his points are yep. are incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, the two hundred point plus season. Even Connor McDavid can't touch those seasons that Gretzky and Lemieux had. But impact on your sport. Mm -hmm. When I look at those things, what impact did Tom Brady have on the NFL? That's fair. Aside from being a great player and the greatest football player who ever lived, in my opinion. Yep. What is the impact Tom Brady had? Because the NFL, even when Tom Brady was coming in, being that remarkable season, beating the Rams in the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, mm -hmm. coming in for Drew Bledsoe, being that six-round pick out of Michigan, the NFL was already king at that time. Yep. So what, what impact did Tom Brady have on sport, aside from the crazy TB12 uh, regiment mm -hmm. having his witch doctor, Alex Guerrero massaging him every day and being super pliable and drinking 36, 37 glasses of water a day. And besides being ridiculously handsome and having that beautiful cleft bum chin of his, <laughs> what else did Tom Brady have as a legacy for yep. the national football league? What did he bring to the table? Because the NFL was already King. I think it's very fair. Like the the NBA's changed a lot since MJ came in and mm -hmm. was a dominant force. He was the guy that was selling out seats and it helped that he was playing mm -hmm. in Chicago in a huge market as well. Like I I think that Wayne's legacy is certainly impressive. Like I don't think that, 
you know, bringing hockey to the Sun Belt. I don't know if that was something where Wayne was like, you know what I want to do? Yeah. I want to make sure the hockey gets down there. Mm-hmm. That felt like something where the NHL was like, hey, let's take Eventually advantage of the market. Get down here. And there's here's one way that we can do it. Let's put a superstar down there and that'll make it work. But like Gretzky had rules that were changed. You always hear people talk about the fantasy rules that he had. Like, sure, they didn't have the same cultural impact mm-hmm. that a guy like Michael Jordan had. Like you mentioned the shoes. He's in he's referenced in in music and in film all the time. Um and and the sport became global, like the the reach that he had was ridiculous. And I think a big part mm-hmm. of that was the partnership with Nike and the marketing that went into that. Yeah, and being able to kind of explode as that guy. Uh, got a text here. Wait, did Georgia say Gretzky played with the Kings as one of the best games he played? Get the f out of here. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he's literally said that's the greatest game he's ever played in his life. So, with all due respect to the texter, please put your name in response. He literally said that's the greatest game he's ever played in his life. Game seven. So I guess if Wayne Gretzky says it, according to you, Mr. or Madam Texter, (laughs) uh, you couldn't be more wrong about that. Again, but I appreciate you listening. But when you come at me with a horrible uh, just take that you have no idea what you're talking about, Wayne Gretzky literally said that game seven in Toronto to beat the Maple Leafs was the best game of his career. But that's the thing, too, because Wayne Gretzky, you're right. They changed rules. Um he put the NHL on the map in the eighties too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like the the stuff with the with the commercials and the serials. Like Wayne he might have been was the, a big one deal. of the first transcendent stars into Hollywood because he, he did act. He had Young and the Restless. You know what? He was probably the first transcendent hockey star. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Like again, I don't remember. I never watched Bobby Orr. I was way too young to see Bobby Orr. And I got a text here showing my age, Bobby Orr. Like when you actually look at the numbers, Bobby Orr put as a defenseman oh, are absolutely absurd. If like he what he, he did just in the league. You also yeah, mentioned if he just longevity, healthy. right? But like right, if, yeah. what it? But did Bobby Orr have uh, an impact on his sport outside of his sport? Yeah. And Wayne Gretzky did. Michael Jordan clearly did. Even mm-hmm. though a lot of people say the best thing Michael Jordan ever contributed to humanity was just being good at basketball because he maybe isn't the best dude. I, we're not having that discussion right now. Mm. I just, to me, Tom Brady and also it's the position he played. Mm-hmm. The most important position in North American sports is quarterback in the NFL. Yep. It's not the goaltender in hockey. It's not anybody on the basketball yep. court. It's the quarterback in the National Football League. You have the ball in your hands every single play, and you dictate where the offense goes. And a good one can mask so many deficiencies, it's not even funny. Like, mm-hmm. there, I don't think there's any question that Tom Brady's the greatest football player alive, but did he have a bigger impact than Peyton Manning on the position? Because I don't yeah. think he did. No. No, because this is where I think Brady, as as great as he was, and watching, and I say it, and because like, I, was, I, I was fascinated with watching him all the time. It was just, it felt like he was just another cog in the NFL wheel. It's Brady, Montana, Manning, Favre, Elway, you know, it just keeps rolling. And they'll add another one. They'll, Mahomes will get put in there, or Burrow will get put in there. And, mm. and it'll just, Rodgers, it'll just keep going and going. The NFL is that way because it's that type of sport where it doesn't matter. We're, nobody looks at the NFL and they're like, oh, yeah, it's, we, we look at the NFL. Oh, we think of one player. No, no, the NFL is a different machine where mm-hmm. it's 32 teams of just power and just yeah. every team has well, a and- as a has a player pretty much and it's marketed that way too yeah like you you know who the superstars are on each team mm-hmm. their faces are everywhere their jerseys are in every stand like mm-hmm. the the nfl does a great job of showing players faces on broadcast when they introduce everybody mm-hmm. that's actually playing like 
the NHL could do that more with their lines when they're showing them at the beginning of the contest. They have the guys come out and talk and say it. They're a lot more active on social media, like Instagram and social and Twitter and that mm-hmm. type of thing. So you can get to know them a little bit more. Like I think that another thing that's relevant to this conversation, and you mentioned, sure, he might not have been the the best guy, but was he the most charismatic of the three that we're talking about in Michael Jordan over Tom Brady and Wayne Gretzky? I would say so. I think that also helps yeah. when you're having a cultural impact. Yeah. Not to say that the other guys are, you know, total plugs and absolute pylons. Like they've mm-hmm. got a little bit of spice to them as well. But Michael Jordan's on a different level. Like we all watched the documentary. It was enthralling. It couldn't look away. Whether you like the guy or not, that mm-hmm. was irrelevant. Yeah. Because everything he said, you just you hang on every yeah. word because he doesn't mind mixing it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's a lot of people, even when they're in their certain role. Like to maintain the status quo, uh, not to kind of ruffle the feathers. And, and that's what's super interesting to me about this entire conversation. Again, uh, impact on your sport or just continued greatness. Because when we talk about these three guys, there's mm-hmm. no question Tom Brady played at a, at a higher level than both Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan throughout his career. Mm-hmm. So championships do matter too. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls. And we know how nearly impossible it is to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady did it seven times. Arguably, should have probably had about nine rings, to be <laughs> honest with you. Like, I'm still in disbelief that the games. 07 Patriots still lost that game to the Giants. I, I'm still not over it. Like, football I, happens. Right? I, I, football like, happens. One of those things. Yeah, I just but, like you yeah. that Philly, the Philadelphia game too. Like that was a, that was the Tom Brady's best Super Bowl performance. He's the only quarterback to throw for 500, over 500 yards. Yep which is absolutely absurd. And that's the thing when talking about the goats of goats. And again, uh, weigh in on the text line, 960-960. I love it. Again, uh, it's team sports. Like, I got another Tiger Woods thing. Yeah, I, there's no question Tiger Woods, you can argue, had more of an impact than both Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Tom Brady combined. And mm-hmm. longevity what he meant to the matters sport. there. Sure. But, like, we're talking about team North American sports. 100%. If you want to throw LeBron James in there, I, I could listen to LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But he, I, was, he, does, he doesn't have I worry, the 6-0 in championships yeah. like Michael he's Jordan. He's got the did. losses. He's got, he's got the, 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 the complaining. There's a lot more drama with LeBron. Jordan didn't have the drama as much. And, and LeBron didn't have the impact on the NBA the way yeah. Jordan did. And I worry about the NBA after LeBron. I know there's Giannis. I know there's really good players. But how many of but these guys... you need guys an American superstar. You need an American. And you, how many of these guys can hit LeBron, Jordan? I don't know if we... Ha- he might not be around yet. Who knows? Who, who I worry about the NBA. Victor uh, Webignano is going to be. Yeah. I, I, the again, guy, not the American. A freak. But again, not, not American. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Definitely uh, a specimen mm-hmm. and going to be number one in the NBA draft. Uh, weigh in on our poll question at George Russick, at Matt Rose, YYC, at Sportsnet 960, uh, 960, 960, name and location on the text line. Um, we're going to have some fun and do a, an all-star pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz. So um, we saw it yesterday uh, that the Denver Broncos traded a first and a second to the New Orleans Saints, which is absurd, for the services of head coach uh, Sean Payton. And uh, it has happened in the NHL recently where coaches get traded. Uh, It hasn't happened that recently. But if you're a team in dire need of of some coaching help, what do you think the market would be for a Daryl Sutter? Now, I know there is a lot of people in this fan base who have a general dislike for one Daryl Sutter. But if you actually look at his resume, out of all the current head coaches in the NHL, 
Who's got a better resume than Daryl Sutter? Well, there's a couple guys in the East that you really liked with some recency bias. Yeah, that was the one I was going to. But once again, recency bias is kind of the thing. Right, but Daryl Sutter's done it in multiple markets too. He's done, yeah, exactly. John Cooper's done it for one team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And And again, not diminishing anything John Cooper's done, probably the best head coach in the NHL right now. But outside of John Cooper, who's got maybe who's got a better resume than Daryl Sutter? Like, here's the thing: I I I don't think that your resume is necessarily what really matters when it comes to coaching. I think it's all about. I fit. think it does. I think to an extent, I think it's relevant, but I think that the fit and how your room is is that that's the basis for everything for me. That being said, there are a lot of teams who understand how Daryl works sees the results that Daryl gets. And I think that there are some teams that, that would be interested. It's an interesting conversation to have. Like, what would you give up for it? How I start to get so like meta into this. I'm like, well, would a team want to cut their coach and then also bring on his salary and all that type of stuff? Again, coaches salaries. It's irrelevant for this conversation because it doesn't count against the cap. Yes. But right. we also know that there are coach there there are ownerships that don't like to spend money if their team sure. is losing. Sure. So it's it's one of those things. But yeah, I think that there's teams that would be like, intrigued by his services. Sure. So the 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 nightmare that was in Vancouver with the Canucks. Mm-hmm. Why did they bring in Rick Tockett? They wanted a bit of a taskmaster to to kind of clean up uh, what the team has done and what they look like and the performances on the ice. You don't think if the Vancouver Canucks could have got their hands on Daryl Sutter, they wouldn't want them there. Oh, I, I think that's it 100%. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's if that's a style that you want, yeah. then that's the style you can get. And I think he's right in that mold when you think and, of, like, him, uh, Tockett, Torts, you know, Hitchcock when he was around in the NHL, yeah. all these type of guys. Now, and then there's the John Cooper, there's your Rick Bonus, who, listen, we've seen them rip their teams, but they handle things a little bit differently. What do you think... Um, how do you think, guys, Daryl Sutter's viewed in the league? Like, I know we live in this bubble here in Calgary where a lot of people get upset over stuff like uh, Jacob Peltier and the, the handling of younger players. Uh, like, uh, again, Matthew Phillips, when he was called up earlier, people get upset about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But how do you think Daryl Sutter's viewed throughout the NHL? Once again, this is something that I think would vary fan base to fan base. Um, I think that you can see the results. You can get the results. I also think from afar, and we've seen it here in Calgary before, maybe not so much this year, but fans do love his press conferences, even when he's you know taking shots at guys and running people over in his pressers. People like watching that. I'm sure he's seen as someone who is you know more than competent, who's been able to get the job done, and definitely like a reasonable coach. Now, you know, it's subjective too. There's so many people that believe that there's too many older minds in hockey head coaching circles, and there needs to get a little bit more youth and kind of new injection in. But we started to see that a little bit lately, and it's wild because you know, even when John Cooper was hired, what were we saying right when he when he was hired? Don't think this is right. Same thing with Mike Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that have been the most tenured head coaches in the NHL since they took their jobs. 
So I don't know. Coaching is one of those like weird type of things that it has to be the right fit. You got to have the right guy. The assistant, the staff has to be right. All these types of things. Yeah. You can't tell me if a team like the golden Knights who have kind of been on the coaching carousel since they weirdly fired George and six, which mm-hmm. they never should have probably in the first place. You don't think that's a team that would have been interested in Daryl Sutter. Yeah. But, I mean, they kind of got a, a miniature Daryl Sutter and Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. In a not way. a very different. Yeah. He's pretty much, pretty much, Kind of the cut from the same cloth. Um, I had talked to Ben Gotts yesterday, and, I, and they, they're much believing that they think Pete DeBoer was a scapegoat for everything else that went on in that organization, um, really. But I think Sutter around the league is quite respected around team circles. Yeah. I don't know how much... I don't, I don't want to gauge the fans' opinion on it, because I think that's a 50-50. Some people like the the prickly-type per, uh, persona. Other people just like, they can't stand it, like, like figure it out. This is a, we live in a different world now. It's like, but I don't know. I think he's pretty respected still in many circles. I think this was a guy that uh, after his first go around in Calgary had to maybe just learn a little bit more about the game, change his ways. And then we saw that a bit in LA got a little bit better there and went out, left the game, came back. It's, I feel like he's very respected around team circles. I'd be intrigued to see what players believe about him around the league because like, you know, listen to a Matthew Kachuk interview a little while back from a different pod, and you know they brought up Daryl, and he had some kind of joking comments about you know did he get invited to the barbecue at Daryl's place, and it was like a hard no. So you hear some of the comments from guys who have been coached by Daryl, and mm-hmm, right. I don't know. Sometimes they're very good. Like I can't remember if it was maybe a, a stole, perhaps that I heard another interview who was, you know, tried to encapsulate it and said you know he. He'll just rip you for having a bad game and then you'll go get changed and you'll go out into the common area and he'll be holding your daughter and talking to your wife and chumming it up with your family. Mm -hmm. Like strange situations like that. Uh, This is a roundabout way of me asking, um, what do you think Daryl Sutter would be worth if he was traded? (laughs) Because again, back to the resume question I asked you off the top outside of John Cooper, when you have guys who are not in the league anymore, Mm -hmm. like Mike Babcock, is toxic. Joel Quenville will be a guy who would say probably a better, maybe a more respected coach than mm-hmm. Daryl Sutter, and he has the rings to prove it, mm-hmm. but he's toxic. You can't hire Joel Quenville as your coach with yeah. that fiasco that happened uh, with think, hiding just disgusting allegations. Babshock's probably in the same echelon, too. You That's just what can't I mean. bring him back. Like uh, Joel Quenville's very toxic yeah. with how that situation was handled in Chicago. But what what is Daryl Sutter worth? What would Daryl Sutter potentially be worth in a trade? If if Brad Tree Living's like, you know what, uh, there's a team who come to knock in who wants to be a Stanley Cup contender, what do you think he's worth on the open market? Sean Payton gets a first and a second from the Saints, won one Super Bowl, right? With Drew Brees as his quarterback. They're hoping that he can come and fix Russell Wilson. And again, it's hard to compare sports because in the NFL, the head coach is way more important than the other three sports, major sports. A hell of a lot more important than a head coach in the NHL, a lot more important than a, than a coach in basketball, and, of course, the manager in baseball. Mm-hmm. Because you devise the game plan, you call the plays, you're, you're in charge of the entire operation on the field. I'm not diminishing anything NHL coaches do because it is vitally important because you match lines, you get a feel for the game, who's going to be on the ice, who isn't going to be on the ice, who's starting goal, who isn't. But what do you think Daryl Sutter would be worth on the open market? A medium level prospect, not a first round pick. Like I think 
that you bring up a good point. And and the other thing is like, okay, <laughs> is it a deadline deal? Does he have a no move? Uh, is it an off season trade? I got ten teams. Yeah, like, <laughs> because here's the thing: like, if you're going to do it in the off season, I think that there would be a team that perhaps would see some value in it because you can get him in for training camp and all that type of thing. But you'd never trade him at the deadline to get him in for the yeah. last twenty games of the season to try and fix your team, especially if you're headed to the postseason. But even if that was a summer thing, if it's a summer thing, I think you know before the draft. Mid type of stuff, pick. like like I said, like a second or a third. The yeah. Jack at the defending Jack Adams coach of the year Main. is worth a what pick? A second or a third? Okay, you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Second or third? Yeah. It's what do you think? Would the Flames do it? I think with his. <laughs> well, well, hold on. I think with what how the Flames and ownership view Daryl Sutter, I think it would have to be a first round pick. He did say when he did come back, he was like, it was here in Chicago. These are the only two teams I was going to coach. Or would Brad be like, yeah, sure. Then maybe do Jacob I, Peltier will play more. I'll trade you for whatever. Do I think Daryl's <laughs> like, worth a first-round pick? No. But with his relationship with ownership and how he's entrenched in the city, I think that's what it would take to prime away from the team. Well, and the other thing, too, is Daryl doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. He said he would coach two places, Calgary and Chicago. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's It's a fun conversation to have, but... I think there's a reason the NHL doesn't do it. You have to do these in the offseason, A. And B, it just... But again, the NHL should be more progressive in these types of moves. Like, look at the NBA, how they do offer sheets. Like, the NHL is such an old boys network. Oh, no, you can't do offer sheets. You're going to offend that team. Well, why? The NBA does it on a regular basis to improve their team and put other teams in a specifically tough spot Oh, am I going to pay this guy this money or am I going to let him go? Like, offer sheets him in the NHL. It's just so entrenched in their ways mm-hmm. that it's sometimes frustrating. And if you were a progressive team desperately wanting Daryl Sutter as your head coach, why not go out and trade for him? Yeah. If you're a team that's on the cusp of winning a Stanley Cup that's a young, up-and-coming team, like, here, here's an example. What if the New Jersey Devils, uh, and again, Lindy Ruff, they were calling for his job in New Jersey, had that incredible 13-game win streak. If Lindy Ruff doesn't do well for the Devils or they make the playoffs or have a bit of a run, his job potentially could be in jeopardy. What if the Devils went to the Lightning and go, we really want John Cooper as our next head coach? Here's a second or first round pick for John Cooper. I don't think Tampa Bay does that. I don't know. Like I, don't. I think that there's such, like, and, and what you mentioned in the old boys club, there's such loyalty between coach and general manager in a lot of these situations. Like, if you want to talk to me about, you know, trying to think of a GM who's just taken over and still as a head coach. Uh, would that be the case in Dallas, in Anaheim mm-hmm. where they, the, the new GM just took over there. Dallas Eakins is still the head coach. Like that would be one, but I don't know. I just, I don't see it being a thing. It just feels like the coach, the coaches in the NHL, you could just like, there's somebody mentioned on the text line here. And I, I like kind of agree. Like coaches all like don't really have trade value. The teams could just wait six months to hire them because they're probably going to get fired. Like, it just feels like that. This is the team that fired Bob Hartley after winning the Jack Adams. Like, this is, it feels like coaches in the NHL, they're not for long. Their shelf life is so short that hmm. giving up an asset isn't worth it. But, because but we a have seen it recently hi- in the league. Yeah, Dan Bilesman under contract, but, uh, and not, not whatnot. And I don't know. It's not, not for a long, it's not, yeah. 
Like Barry Not for Trot- current head coach. Barry Trotz being unemployed is an intriguing point. Also, but again, yeah. he also potentially wants to be an upper management. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know if Barry Trotz. And someone knows brought what up that Daryl Sutter was unemployed for five years. Well, like we said, he probably wanted to just be in two places. Like, right. I don't know. I'm sure if Daryl Sutter wanted to work, he could have. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, without he absolutely could have. Mm-hmm. He's got a hundred. Like, yeah, he's won titles and he's. Um, big news of the day, obviously, Tom Brady announcing on all his socials that he's actually retiring from the NFL for good, this time at age 45. We got a poll question up at George Russick at Matt Rose, YYC at Sportsnet 960. Who is the GOAT of GOATs in North American team sports, Brady, Jordan, or Gretzky? And also got a text here I want to uh, address before we go. Uh, Andrew in Calgary, thanks for listening, pal. Good question, but with all due respect, uh, we'll be talking about those three in 100 years. Babe Ruth, no TV, no social media. Uh, Andrew, Babe Ruth didn't play against black players. So you can't come at me with Babe Ruth because he didn't play because uh, baseball was terribly racist when Babe Ruth played. He didn't play against the best on best. That's a fact. Like Jordan, Brady, and Wayne Gretzky did. All right, straight ahead. Pop quiz, hot shot. All-star pop quiz with one Matty Rose at the top of the hour. Paul Cruz, former Flame, will join us in studio and Lou, Peter Labardius at 8.30. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, he's here. Yes, sir. Flame. Paul Cruz will join us in studio. Who'll be one of the on ice officials for our annual beer league game tomorrow night at Winsport? It's free. Pop by, come watch the game. Shake the hand of Alex Brody. Chances to win prizes too. It's going to be fun. Yeah, good All prizes. Sorts of stuff. Nice yeah, prizes. sweet stuff. Sweet. Stuff. It's awesome. And again, uh, maybe get interviewed uh, by Alex Brody, who's going to do Brody on the beat tomorrow night uh, down at the rink. But he's a little banged up today. Yeah. Little banged up. He's a little on the hungover side. We are struggling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. But hey, Alex, you know what you could always do? What? Harden up. Okay. You ever thought about that? <laughs> you ever thought about just hardening up? I think you just don't realize that I never drink. So this yes, is, this I, is I've a, seen you drink many times already. <laughs> but in my short time here, I, in I think the reason that he drinks is because of us. <laughs> well, there's that. But harden up a little bit. You can always say no, Alex. Yeah. That's true. It's That's true. true. <laughs> um, and our boss was supposed to be here an hour and a half ago. Ooh. And we're still waiting for coffees. No. Oh, man. <laughs> He's mad. Yeah. Um, again, don't want to throw our boss under the bus, but he was supposed to be here literally an hour and 44 minutes ago. <laughs> now you can't find the Horton. I was just trying to wake Maybe. him up. <laughs> Maybe. Just trying to wake him up. Google. All right. Um, All right let's get to this. This thing's too long. Yeah, let's, right. go, let's go. Let's All go. Right. Well, you can shorten it up a little bit. Well, I will put a lot of work in it, so I want to bring it all to the table. All right, Maddie's put way too much work in this to okay, get I'm skipped. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Maddie did a, an all-star game pop quiz hot shot uh, that it'll be me against uh, Patty Dumal. What are we playing for? What are you guys playing for? I don't know. What's on the table? Uh, we're going out Saturday night. Okay. Uh, a shot. Sure. Okay. All of right. the winner's choosing. Ooh. All right. So yum, yum, it can yum. be nasty if you want yeah, to. Yeah, right. uh, We did a coin flip uh, during the commercial break. I won with heads, so I'm going to defer for the second half. Exactly. <laughs> so we did flip yeah. the coin. Uh, he's going to defer. He's going to move to I the second half. I have no idea half. what that means, but I'm just going to defer to the second half. It's actually a smart play. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. First, first portion is four questions. It's going to go relatively quick. It allows either contestant to perhaps take a slight lead into the dreaded gauntlet portion okay. of the uh, pop quiz here. I feel like I'm going to be terrible at this because I haven't watched the NHL All-Star game in years. But do you know who's going to be there? You know who the All-Stars are. Yes. Relatively. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I'm going to say this right now. I took all of these questions right from the NHL's media handbook that they sent us on the All-Star game. So all this stuff was at a finger's touch for both of you okay. guys. And wow, I warned you both. Might have deleted that. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go, fellas. 44 All-Stars were selected to participate in the festivities down in Florida. It's a young league. Lots of first-time appearances. So I'm going to set the total at 15 and a half for first-time All-Stars. Are there more than 15 and a half first-time All-Star appearances, or are there less? Patty, give me just your answer. Over. Over. I'm going to say less. Why? Because there's there's the staples. You guys have, like, you know, Marners of the world. Mm-hmm. You have the Matthews of the world, the McDavids. Mm-hmm. Those guys are all All-Stars. And what's your reason? I just look at the league, and I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of guys like Linus Allmark's never been in an all-star game. Josh Morrissey's never been in an all-star game. Tage Thompson's never been in an all-star game. Carol Kaprizov's never been in an all-star game. There's a ton of guys Kaprizov's that are... never been in the all-star game. Ooh. The answer is under. What? Yes. 15 first-time all-stars, including oh. five first-time netminders. Five of the eight goalies Ooh. are there for the very first time. As much as there's plenty of first-timers, over a third of the participants have also won a lot of hardware. How about this? Between everybody at the All-Star festivities, 12 Rocket Richards, 11 Ted Lindsay's, 9 Art Rosses, 5 Con Smythes, 3 Lady Bings, 9 Hearts, 6 Calders, 4 Norrises, 3 Vesnas, and 14 Stanley Cup Championships. So here's the question. Of the 44 participants, how many have won at least one individual NHL award? The total is at 20 and a half. George, what is your answer? Just your answer. I am going to go under again. And Patty? I say under as well. Why do you say under, Patty? I, it just feels like, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like here, Here's my reasoning. Okay. Guys like McDavid yeah. have won these awards a lot lately. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a lot of guys, a lot, of, a repeat lot of repeat winners, repeat winners, in, the, winners. in the NHL. Right. 18 yes. of the players. It is an under. Great job. You both got it right. The 14 Stanley Cup championships were a bit of a misnomer because that's a team prize. Too. Yeah. And that also feels like a, a light number for 44 All-Stars. True or false questions. A couple quick ones here before we get to the gauntlet. Number one. Last year's fastest skater winner is not going to have a chance to defend his title. True or false. Patty Dumas. True. I'm going to go true as well. Jordan Cairo won. He is not the representative for the Blues. It's somebody else, but I'm not going to tell you who because he's going to come up later. You both got that one right. Great job. This one is also true or false. This will be the very first all-star competition with three rookie netminders. True or false? Rookie all-star netminders or rookie all-star? This will be the first all-star competition with three rookie netminders. True or false? False. True. The answer is false. No. There's only two rookie goaltenders that are going to be going there, and Stuart Skinner and Logan Thompson. How am I 4-0 right now? It is the first time that two rookie goaltenders have been at the All-Star game. Mm. So, George, great job. You got four right. 
Patty only got two. Yeah. Now we move on to the gauntlet portion. Here's how this works, fellas. It's a little bit more intense. I have four topics for the gents to choose from. George won the toss, so he gets to pick the first topic. The question is going to be an overarching stat or thought with several answers. Whoever goes first gets to keep guessing until they get one wrong, and then the next person gets to go until they get one wrong. You accumulate points as you go. Oh, boy. I'm going to be bad at this. George, you got to uh, you won the coin toss. You get to go first, so okay. you get to pick from the topics. We have specialty specialists. Did you bring one for everybody? <laughs> Been there, done that, and going to need a bigger boat. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Of the 44 All-Stars that are making then their All-Star appearances, 11 have made at least four All-Star appearances. Who are the 11 players that have made at least four All-Star appearances that are going to be there? Do I start naming guys off? Yeah, so you start firing off. When you get one wrong, your turn is over, and Patty gets okay. a chance to run it. Oh, my God. Who's an All-Star? I'm going to go... Uh, Connor McDavid? Correct. Uh, Nathan McKinnon? Yes. he He's at four. He was on the cusp. I'm going to go Roman Yossi? No. Two. Two is... is you got to, honestly, it's not rare that you only get a couple of these. All right, Patty. 11 uh, of the 44 All-Stars are making their fourth appearance. Who are they? Crosby? Ovechkin? Correct. Correct. Oh, my God. Boudreaux? Correct. He's actually making his seventh, wow. which is wild. Uh, Drysaddle? Yes, this is his fourth. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, that's the wrong sound effect, Whoopsie. but keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. We got one, two, three, four, five left. Four all-star appearances at a minimum. Hmm. There is... One from the Pacific Division. Tarasenko? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's from the Central. There's a couple of teammates here. Uh, Since when are we giving hints? I'll give you hints when it's your turn to go. To okay. But worry. I was so terrible by only getting Alibuck? two. No. So George got two. You got two. five. Here's who we're missing. The defenseman in San Jose. Ah, Carlson. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, also uh, the netminder in Tampa Bay. Ah, oh, His Russian uh, teammate who plays forward. Kucherov. Mm. And uh, defenseman in Chicago. Oh. Seth Jones? Seth Jones is making really? his fourth all-star appearance. Ah, thanks for playing for the Jackets. Yes, To be one sir. of their only uh, representatives. Like the reason Johnny Gaudreau is making Actually, his seventh all-star appearance. To be honest with you, uh, the Flames should probably acquire that deal. He only has like 100 years left at $9.5 million yeah, for Seth Jones. it fit right in. Great trade. Yeah. Anyway, All right, Patty, you get to pick your topic. Uh, real quick, what contract would you rather have moving forward today? The Seth Jones deal or the Jonathan Huberto deal? Jonathan Huberto. Okay. All right. You guys are so Calgary. Although Seth Jones did play pretty well against the Flames in that Chicago game. All right, here are your topics. Going to need a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. Did you bring one for everybody or specialty specialists? Specialty specialists. Specialty specialists. Here's the deal. These are the players that actually aren't all-star related, but these are the guys that truly exceed at both sides of special teams. Players that are relied on to not only be dominant five-on-five -five players, but good at power play and, specialty and penalty kill. These players, there are 16 of them in the NHL that are averaging three minutes of power play time and two minutes of shorthanded time on ice a game. Okay. They're playing both ends of special teams. And they're all-stars? 
No, these no, guys no. aren't all stars. Okay. This is the one that is void of the all star topic. So no all stars in this topic. There are all stars. Oh, there in are all stars. Okay. Uh, let me go. Uh, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is one. Correct. Uh, Adam Fox. Adam Fox is one. Correct. Mm, Carlson. No, he doesn't play enough on the penalty kill. Ah, Ooh. Wow. Trying to get defensemen, you know. There are how many more defensemen here? One, two, three, four, five more defensemen on this list, George. But there's still 14 players to pick. Over uh, three minutes of power play time on ice and over two minutes of shot. Uh, I'm going to say Elias Lindholm. Elias Lindholm is correct. I'm going to say. He's got a teammate on the list. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's correct. I am going to say, um, defenseman-wise, that should be really easy. Why am I saying Calgary? Okay, yeah, but I, Rasmus Anderson, bingo. Um, on the blue line too. Who else would potentially be doing that on the blue line? Got to be a lot of those. This guy um, was playing yesterday in one of the games that we were watching very intently. Um. Great radio as I'm trying to think. We're going to slam him with the X. I was looking for okay. Brent Burns there. Oh, okay. All right. But I got three. You got three. Patty got two All right, of them. We got time for one more. We got time for one more. All right. You got to pick. Uh, did you bring one for everybody or going to need a bigger boat? Going to need a bigger boat. Nine teams that have more than one player making the trip to Florida. Simple. Nine, Nine teams. teams that have more than one okay. player making the trip. Okay. Tampa Bay. Correct. Toronto? No. What? Just Mitch Marner's going. Matthew's got replaced. Matthew's got oh, replaced got by Chandler uh, by uh, Alexander Barkov. Oh boy, that's a tough one. So he said Tampa, right? Yep. Okay, I'll uh, go Winnipeg. Winnipeg is correct. Shocker. Boston. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dallas. Uh, no. What? Bad at this. No. But Ottinger's not on All-Star, eh? No, Ottinger is not. I actually don't know who the goalies are for the Central Division. It's Hellebuck and, uh, oh, goodness. We're looking for the Avalanche, the Oilers, the Rangers, the Panthers, and then you got the other three. Saros is the uh, other Central All right, that's goalie. it. Who won? Uh, let me tally up the votes. What did you think of doing your very first pop quiz, George? I, I enjoyed it, and uh, I really need to bone up on my statistics around the National Hockey League. Like, here's the thing. It's not like I warned you guys what the what the deal was going to be. So I'm not going to uh, apologize for anything that do you, happened. Do you want us to go to the break so you can tally up who won? Uh, I got it right here. Because I can see you frantically adding numbers up right now. Patty won 12 to 11. Oh, wow. You get a shot. I'm not surprised. That uh, five run on been there, done that. That was the difference. That was the difference Mm -hmm. maker. Um, Great job, Maddie. Uh, Let's do it again soon. Three quarter Uh, pull. Yeah. Three quarter pull potentially Uh, straight ahead. Paul Cruz, former flame is here in studio. Who join us next. And we'll talk to Lou at 830. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan.